Welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm senior contributor Jeff Heilman sitting here in beautiful Providence, Rhode Island with Kristen Adamo, who has some very exciting news to share. Take it away, Kristen. Sure. Well, um, you are my first interview as president and CEO of the Providence Warwick CVB. That is fantastic news. Thank I came up you. here to interview a vice president of marketing and communications, and now you're leading the bureau. <laughs> yeah, it's such an exciting, exciting thing. Um, we have an incredibly talented team here, and it's such an interesting time in the city. We have a ton of hotel growth and a lot of economic opportunities, so I'm really, really lucky to have this opportunity. Excellent. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very happy for you. And yes, I mean, having first come here in November 2016, the, the change is very visible. Yeah. There's a lot of steel going up in new hotels, yeah. finished hotels. So suddenly, and, and uh, as Tom Rail, your colleague, shared, you're way ahead of projections for meeting and convention growth. Yeah, we're doing really well. And we had um, we just had a new hotel open, the Homewood Suites. And we have another one, re- the Residence Inn, that's coming in across from the convention center. And that's targeted for September of this year. And then we have about six other projects in development, ranging from boutiques to extended stay. So right now, it's a, a booming time in the city. Definitely. New competitive muscles yep. for Providence, Rhode Island. Yep. And to uh, make a terrible segue to nourish those muscles... <laughs> Our purpose today is to talk about the culinary scene in this official creative capital. Food and beverage has become a major part of the draw for both leisure travelers and, of course, for conventioneers, planners, and groups. You were involved from the outset in a very intentional strategic program to shift awareness, build awareness, shift perception, and build a culinary story here. So take me back a little bit. Sure. So I've been here since uh, 2005. And um, one of the things that's great about this destination is all of the culinary resources we have. We're home to Johnston Wales University, which is the largest culinary educator in the United States. And we have their flagship campus here in Providence. Um, We also have a great um, melding of ethnic traditions. This is a a hotbed for um, Italian Americans, Portuguese Americans, Asian Americans. So we have all of these great kind of flavors that they bring with them. And then we have Narragansett Bay. So especially Midwesterners coming in from uh, for meetings and conventions, the first thing they want to do is get some seafood. And they always say, well, where's the seafood restaurant? And we're like, no, it's on every menu. Right. So I had all these great things to work with. And um, on my first week, our then CEO gave me this poll of New England cities and Providence ranked close to the bottom in um, a survey of, of places that had good restaurants. And I thought, well, that's crazy. Yeah. So it was really just about taking all the stuff that we had and figuring out a way to get that information to um, the visitor, whether it be a leisure traveler or meeting convention delegate. So that became the backbone of our um, strategy of promoting Providence. And it's things that other destinations have done successfully. You know, you look at Charleston, they started with talking about their great food culture and it built upon that. And that's something that we um, try to do here as well. Right. So a very deliberate, which in tandem with other major Renaissance forces and initiatives that were happening to transform the image of water uh, of, of Providence, Waterfire being one of them, which yep. celebrates its 25th anniversary this summer. Uh, th- these are all confluent forces which raised you, ga- literally gave you global recognition. Exactly. And the, the thing that's different about um, Providence is what we call one degree of separation, or what I like to call is I know a guy. You know, it's a it's a, a smallish city of about 170,000 people, and the whole state is about a million people. Um, and people tend to fall in love with Providence, so you either grew up here like I did, 
or you go to school here and you never leave. So we all sort of know each other and that I think that helps. I think we are able to work together better. Um, we would have never had the recognition on of our culinary scene on the scale we had if the chefs weren't willing to work with us and work together. I mean, they've you know gone out, I've taken chefs to Ireland to promote things. They are always great about working with us to um, host journalists, about working with meetings and convention planners to do special things that really show the flavor of the state and the city. So um, I think that was a huge part of it is is that that kind of accessibility and that compactness really helps us. Absolutely. In the same way that the Rhode Island School of Design produces uh, serious creative talent, having Johnson and Wales here, and the trend was that now the chefs and front of house too were staying home. Absolutely. I think um, that's the other thing that's great about Providence. We have um, seven college and university campuses. So we have um, one of the best culinary schools in the country. We have probably arguably the, the best art school in the country. We have Brown University. We have Providence College. So you have this quality um, of life that's probably on par with a bigger city, but you still have the affordability and the accessibility of a smaller one. Huge pluses for meeting planners and groups, the ability to reach any number of spectacular restaurants in town. With credentials, you know, there's multiple James Beard yeah. uh, nominees and finalists here. Yeah. There's some restaurants that were anchors back in you know, around that 2005 mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gracie's is one of them. Right. Gracie's is probably, I actually um, just got a new dog and named her Gracie. Right. Uh, so that tells you how much I love um, Gracie's. But yeah, they are, uh, that's a fine dining restaurant, but it's um, walkable to the convention center. And they also have a great little bakery called Ellie's Bakery. And they're opening actually a new restaurant called Ellie's across from our performing arts center. So they're just about doing really nice, fresh ingredients in creative ways and doing it well. I found that that has absolutely been the running theme. Last night, mm-hmm. I checked out a new place um, on Washington Street, right around the corner, right in the heart of downtown, called Figadini's. I shut my eyes. I might as well have been in Italy. This wood-fired grill, this wood-fired pizza was as good as I've had anywhere on this planet. We um, So we take our pizza very seriously here in Providence, and um, we have a restaurant called Al Forno that um, most people um, validate as the pl- the invention of the wood grill pizza in the United States. So they're they're known for it. And then there are places all over town that sort of are perfecting their own art of the pizza, whether it be wood grilled. We have a lot of um, Neapolitan. There's a big um, Italian American population that that can trace its roots back to Naples here. So we have a big Neapolitan um, pizza community, and we're getting a Roman pizza style pizza place uh, in May. And it's I think the only other place in the U.S. that has it is Chicago. Mm. So it's going to be big sheet uh, trays of pizza. So we take that stuff very seriously. No question. And I've been very lucky <laughs> to experience you know, the Italian side alone. Of yep. course, historic Federal Hill here is one of the most acclaimed uh, Little Italy's in all of the United States. And there's a restaurant the night we went to last time, excuse me, <clears throat> Il Massimo. Mm-hmm. Spectacular regional cuisine from a couple that does a, uh, they also have a fine dining restaurant. They do, called Pani Vino. So okay. Federal Hill is um, walkable from the convention center and most of the downtown hotels. Um, and it's about a mile stretch with um, lined with restaurants. The bulk of them are Italian, but there's also um, 
I think a Jamaican, there's some Asian, and God forbid, there's also an Irish pub. So, <laughs> right. um, but I think one of the fun things to do on Federal Hill is to do dine arounds and also to do progressive dinners. So you can go, especially in the summer, because there's outdoor dining and we have a beautiful square that looks like an Italian piazza called Deep Esquaw Square, and there's tables outside. So you can do a progressive dinner and have you know an app at one place and do a, a main course somewhere else, and then there's great little bakeries um, for desserts. And so it's just a really fun way to spend an evening. Definitely. And, and quickly back to Il Massimo. This yes. is one of the great, Providence is a city of surprises around every corner. This is what it makes it makes it superb for meetings and events, uh, programs on and off agenda. Il Massimo actually does a monthly drag brunch. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, the question is, what would the nonas, what would the grandmas say? <laughs> well, actually, the grandmas are in there with the bikers, the college students. Everybody goes. Everybody loves it. Well, the thing about Providence is um, we're a whole city founded by a guy that got kicked out of the Massachusetts because he wanted, he believed you should be able to do what you want to do and say what you want to say. Roger Williams. Roger Williams. So um, that spirit is always carried through. We are a place that's very tolerant of... Um, anything so the lgbt community i i don't think has really been marginalized as much as maybe it is in some other places we've had already had an openly gay um, mayor and it's really you know people come in and they're like well where's the gayberhood well there isn't one because the lgbt community is part of the providence community so um drag brunches are super fun we actually used one of the drag performers was our glam ambassador for years um and was um someone that we uh worked with on ad campaigns and helped welcome um, people to Providence. Absolutely. And Roger Williams would be very proud to see where the city stands today for I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. As his statue overlooks the city. But, yeah. And then, you know, back to, they're, they're just, and they're, they're all reachable from the hotels. Oh, boy. And oh boy, is the review of the of the Japanese modern Japanese food. We've got a really cool Asian scene going on. We have oh boy, we have um, den den, which is Korean fried chicken, and then our rock star right now is a guy named James Mark, who has two restaurants, Big King and North, um, and he is a beer nominee as we speak. So um, really, it's about like those Asian influences, and um, yeah, it's 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 a huge scene right now for us, and that that's one that sort of bubbled up recently. Right. Greek, you've got the wonderful Yolenis, uh, brick and mortar, the first in North America from a Greek or an Athens-based outfit that combines Greek food with Greek um, for a grocery. Yeah. yeah, I call it the, it's like a Greek Italy, and there are two outposts of Yolenis, one here and one in Athens, Greece. So it's a phenomenal um, way to pick up um, some, you know, food to go or to sit down for breakfast or lunch or you can buy products and they're super fresh and super authentic and the lemon yogurt might be one of my favorite things um to buy anywhere so absolutely and then just you know th these are reasons alone for both on the leisure side and the group side mm -hmm. To book Providence, uh, a city of at least what 15, 16 different distinct neighborhoods. Yeah, there's actually there's about 25. Ah, right. Um, we actually the neighborhoods are really important to us because we know that meeting a convention delegates don't just want to stay in the hotel and in the center. They want to get out and explore and create unique experiences when they can. So we kind of merge some of the neighborhoods together, and we have on our uh, website. 15 um, electronic guides to all of the neighborhoods in Providence. So you'll be able to see, um, you know, we have, we were talking about the Asian influences. We have um, 
neighborhoods where they have those fish markets, Asian fish markets where you can get super fresh. Yes, right. And little um, holes in the wall to get like authentic tacos and um, things like that. So we want people to get out and explore um, and try, we call it traveling through your taste buds and try all of the different neighborhoods in Providence. And they're really either walkable or like a five minute Uber ride. Right. Um, for, for most visitors. There's yeah. an old saying that the history of the world is on the plate. And you think about right. you know, the, the immigrant tradition of Providence. Right. Uh, there's so many different nationalities here who brought their food. Right. Uh, it just makes it exciting to explore. It's a safe city. It's compact. It's great for everybody. Um, and the neighborhoods, too. Um, like the bar scene, for instance. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned Al Forno earlier mm-hmm. on the Providence River. Great. The hot bar. Oh, the hot club. Hot club, yeah. So, um, the Hot Club has been around. It's a mainstay. It's I think it's been around since the late 70s. I think it just did their 36th birthday. Um, and it is, um, everybody goes there at one point. It's been immortalized in the movie There's Something About Mary. The Farrelly brothers are actually Rhode Islanders. So who the just, Hot Club is a star. Of who just movie. won the Oscar, the Best yes, Picture Oscar. Yes, yes. Right? So Peter Farrelly, um, and they do another great program um, that actually won us the the designation as one of the nicest cities in America uh, by Reader's Digest, and that's a program called Goodnight Lights, and it started with the Hot Club, but it has expanded to include parts of the city, including hotels, and what they do is every night at 8 o'clock, they flash their lights off and on to say goodnight to the kids at the Hasbro Children's Hospital. Oh, that's lovely. So it's this great program, and you can go to the hot club, and they'll give you a flashlight, and you can stand on the deck and do that. Um, some of the hotels here that, that you, the kids can see from their hospital uh, rooms do it. Local businesses do it, um, and it's called Good Night Lights. I love that. Isn't very, it great? Very emblematic of the Providence community yeah. working together. Yeah. Um, and Global Latino, National Geographic, uh, is one of many publications that has put legitimately put the city on, on top hot lists. Yeah, we um, one of the things I think that we do, um, and we talked a, bit, a little bit about this with the colleges, is we um, incorporate art into everything that we do. It's a very artistic city. Um, if you walk around, there's murals and sculptures. Kind of, we're a public, almost like a downtown art gallery of just wandering. And the big signature event that National Geographic and other people talk about is Water Fire, which um, we're sitting right now on um, in one of its um, kind of hot zones. It's the Water Place Park Basin and um, Providence is founded on three rivers. So there are what we call braziers, which are little metal buckets um, almost that seem to float in the river. And we fill those with wood. And so we have about 100 bonfires that kind of line the uh, rivers of Providence. And we do these kind of festivals called water fire uh, between May and November every year. And meeting planners um, can sponsor them or they might luck out. They usually happen on Saturdays. Um, we do have a couple of meetings that are sponsoring water fires. It's a, it's a stunning, it's hard to talk about. It's better to see it. So you can go on goprovidence.com. That's my shameless plug. Um, but uh, it's a great, it's a truly unique Rhode Island experience that you can only get here in Providence and meeting and convention delegates absolutely love it. Definitely. I can give you the third party testimonial having <laughs> experienced water fire yeah. twice. It is ethereal. It is magical. Strategically placed speakers fill the city with music. It's a free event. Mm-hmm. It attracts a million plus people a year. You can tell I'm a fan of this. Yeah, um, and um, the other thing is the ancillary events around Water Fire. So you might find living statues. You might find a um, intersection that's turned into a dance floor. So it really becomes a public festival, and it attracts 
um, all ages and it runs from dusk till about one in the morning and people just kind of come and go and you can there's plenty of restaurants along the way so you can have a nice dinner um, along the route so it's just a really fun um, evening that as you said is free yeah, it's free. And just one of the, if you've never been to Providence, if you've driven past on 95 a million times like I once did because it had a reputation back in the day, uh, it's a place that punches way above its weight. We like to think so. Yeah. It's small, but for meeting planners, the accessibility, the compact, and then the food scene alone is a reason to come back. And I think too, um, especially if you're looking at a Northeast destination, we're really easily accessible and we're within driving distance of about 20 to 25% of the United States population. I mean, you can do get from Philadelphia to here on a tank of gas, DC, Boston, New York, Hartford. So we're a really central location for a planner. Yeah, and great hosting diversity of a very strong sports commission. So that's a big piece of the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, uh, we just hosted NCAA hockey and um, we do really big business now in volleyball and gymnastics and all of those kinds of um, sports. And they really help us during the winter, especially. Excellent. We're well, doing curling. I've never done curling before. That's coming in June. So. And those fun bumper cars on the Annie and Alex. The uh, Alex and Annie uh, Center, Center offers um, bumper cars on ice during the winter, and then they're you know just on the ground during the summer. But it's really fun. Our zoo just got a brand new rainforest exhibit that just opened about three or four months ago. Um, and then we have all of this great corporate investment. We've got a new Wexford Innovation Center that's going to help with young businesses, tech startups. We've got a great um, brand new nursing school downtown. So there's just a lot of investment in the city and in the state right now. So we're seeing, that's why we're seeing this kind of hotel growth and our airport is seeing um, new direct. I think I go to a press conference at the airport every other week lately with um, new direct service and new airlines coming in. So it's just, I feel like it's on our time. It's our time and how excited am I that I get to be the CEO for this. So I know, that's so exciting. I know. The definitive small package full of goodies. You got it. Of meeting planners and groups. So <laughs> my great fortune to be here the very day yeah. That you are announced as the new leader of the Convention and Visitor Bureau. So, Kristen, congratulations. Thank, Thank you so you. very much. And look forward to your leadership now. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So thanks for joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. Check out the podcast section on meetingstoday.com for a wealth of other broadcasts featuring some of the dynamic personalities and thought leaders in the meetings industry.